Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to On the Turnbuckle on my podcast house. Welshie here. I'm joined in the studio by Lyle. Yeah, how you going, mate? Where's Tony? That was going to be my next sentence. The music of Demolition brought you in. Um, Tony's not here. Again. Well, he's part-timer. Yeah. We were here on the weekend doing some pre-records and he wasn't here for that either. Oh, well, hopefully he shows up next week, mate. Hopefully, but um, he can't be banged on. We've got a... We've got an improvement for his co-host, though. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, Tyson Baxter, the old uh, GoFundMe boy himself. Yeah, I am back in the flesh, or in the audio, as we're saying here. Um, I would like to think that I'm somewhat of an upgrade from Tony. Maybe not physically, but... Definitely physically in the looks department. (laughs) I'll take what I can get at this point. Thank you. Um... What was I going to say next? This is going to be good radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, go on to iTunes, give us a subscribe and a like and a rating. It all helps. Go to our social medias, like and support us there. It's good to see you hear what we're doing each week before we do it sometimes. And then you can scoop us. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to our last episode, which is Martina and Seb. So that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, Seb Costello, uh, not Seb Walker. I mean, the Seb versus Seb made it difficult. But uh, yeah, Sebastian, uh, Seb Costello was in the studio, um, and Martina was really good. Was it? I th- I thought it was a good episode, but I'm biased. Well, yeah, she was good. She gave a different side of her personality than the character we see on screen. So that was good. And, and someone... Seb being in the studio taking his shirt off, he's pretty jacked. Ooh. So. Yeah, but when Tony threatened to take his shirt off as well. Yeah, cut the podcast very short. And that's why you guys got me in, right? Yeah, that's right. Put your shirt back on now. Now, um, Tony's renowned for being shit ass at getting guests. Yep. Um, I think that we've been on air for... 53 weeks? Fifty. This is our 52nd show. It's a one-year anniversary. And it is. It is. It is. And it's not... But we did have a few weeks off. But yes, it's our 52nd show. Tony's had three guests in that time. Yeah, well, he's done well. There was Vulcan. Oh, four guests. There was I've, Vulcan. I've cut him that, short. Yeah, that was big. You guys might be too young to know who Vulcan is. He was a gladiator on Channel 7. I know of Vulcan. Five yeah. guests. He got Dermy as well. Yeah, Dermy, a football player. Dermot Brereton. Yeah, Dermot yeah. Brereton. Dermy. had him on. That was one of Tony's. Um, it's all people that he knows. He had Lobo. Lobo, that was, that, that was his best guest. He's done really Cracker well. Crackerjack. That was his best guest. He's done well there. <laughs> Cremator. That was also his best guess. That's, that's more than you said before. That's five. Yeah, yeah he got five. Much. But five out of 52. Yeah. He's not pulling his weight he's, Percentage-wise, it's quite low. Yeah. Quality high, percentage-wise, quite low. Now, we've um, asked you to bring a guest in, and you said you are going to search high and wide to find the best guest possible. Who did you go with? Look, I did not search far or wide <laughs> whatsoever. 
I did, however, contact the first person that came to my mind, and that is my tag team partner, Jet Ruka. Uh, Ex-tag team partner, thank you very much. <laughs> You've been replaced. And that concludes on the turn. <laughs> See you guys next week. So I feel this is more of a logistical thing. So you got this sore knee, you need a driver to bring you to the studio, so... Uh, actually, I drove. Yeah, Tyson drove. <laughs> well, he knew where the studio was. Yeah, it was probably easy yeah. that way. Doing you a favour. Appreciate um, it, thanks, mate. No, no, I mean, obviously you feel like... You can put shit on Jet. I feel that's why you've got him as the guest. Yeah. We, he was always on our list. We are going to give him his own episode, but now he's got to share it with you. Mm. Oh, we can try to make it about him as much as possible. So, Consider this the roast of Jet Ruka. <laughs> oh. Welcome, Jet. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. It's good to be here, really. I'm enjoying it so far. You guys are pretty funny. I like to make fun of Tyson as well, so we're going to get along great. Me too. I like making fun of everybody. Yeah, normally we don't make as much fun about the guests, but we... Our guest host, he's part of us now. We can roast him. So it's, we're going all right. As long as I can join in, I'll be happy. Yeah, no problem. The deep end. Now, uh, for people who can't see, obviously, we're a microphone short in here. So we've got Lyle and Tyson look like a boy band sharing a microphone. Yeah, I think this is a new improved tag team, to be honest. And <laughs> slighting words. So it's yeah. only, it's we've only got like... two good knees between us. <laughs> It's only improved because you joined. Tyson's pretty hopeless. <laughs> uh, but you have replaced Tyson already. I have. Yeah. It um, didn't take long at all. With no, one of my favourites. Anna Ashley? <laughs> Kaz Jordan, I'm, I'm assuming you're speaking of. Kaz Jordan. Big Kaz Jordan fan. Yeah. He's I mean, we love Anna as well, but yeah, I'm a big Kaz Jordan fan. It's a pretty good replacement, if you ask me. Oh, he did great, didn't he? Yeah, no, I was... Until what, you... I've done better. Until you hit him with a splash. He yeah. Barry shouldn't have moved. Barry shouldn't have moved. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have hit him instead. So, you know what? Stay right where you are. <laughs> is, that, is that why Kaz didn't show up to help you on the weekend? He physically couldn't. My yeah. 450 <laughs> splash yep. just Fair completely enough, ruins you. You cannot get up again. Well, there you go. Well, how's he... Uh, see, on social media, you're trying to do a 6.30... How's that? Yeah. How's that um, there goes one of our listener questions. Uh, oops. <laughs> I also listen to the podcast back anyway. Oh, of course. Thank yeah. you. No. Um, yeah, I've been trying to do it for a while. There's not a lot of rings I've been able to practice it on. So when I got the opportunity, I thought I'd just give it a shot. Um, and the mental thing is probably the hardest thing to get through. Like I was standing up there just taking deep breaths, went four or five. I'm like, I just got to do it. And I just did it. First shot, I was like, I'm safe. I'm not sure if you guys saw the video, but like the jubilation in my face after it, I'm just like, I did it. I'm like, I'm alive. And I, I feel part to blame for him trying to get to do a 6.30 as well. Because um, I was watching backstage at Warzone a couple of weeks ago and he, the, um, he ended up finishing the match with the 450. And he's like, oh, can you film the 450 just to see how it looks? I want to see like how much rotation I get. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Film the um, monitor. And he gets full rotation. He does the full front flip and extends before he's even past the top rope. So I said to him, "You can more than you're more than capable of doing a six thirty senton." And he's like, "Oh, are you sure about that?" I'm like, "Yeah." And in, in, in the appropriate ring, I feel like you should be fine. And yeah, he's like, still alive. So two days later, yeah. <laughs> so, so are we expecting that to uh, debut. In a match soon? It yeah. better. The moment someone debuts that's willing to take it, I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to debut. And once you get your accuracy on point too. That's, that's fine. fine. Just um, just hit uh, Kaz with it when he's not ready. <laughs> I'll just hit him now. So like he's already in recovery mode. So just you know, lengthen that. Um, when you're trying a new move, you're obviously um, how much? How many times do you think you need to practice this before you are ready to, to crack it out in a match? Um, 
like I said before, mentioned before, it's all about the person who's involved in the match as well. Um, they've got to feel safe as well. So sometimes I might feel 100% confident in giving them the move, but if they're not confident in taking it, I'll never try it. It's all about keeping the other person safe, and that's what it's all about. Um, so if something like this is pretty, it's high risk, but it's also high reward, but I don't think it's worth it if I'm not 100% um, you know, happy with it. But with other moves, I think it's, a lot of it's just, you know, a regular back bump, a regular front bump. So it just depends how you're going to take it. You know, your own spin-off from the cell or something like that. Um, it might just be maybe test out, test it out in a match. And then, you know, the next match you're willing to just give it, give it your all, maybe put your own flair on it, make it a bit better, and then perfect it after a while. Then it's your own, really. Yeah, and once the first person's taken it, then everyone knows that it's sort of safe. Or it could just be a fluke. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> kind of confident thinking that we need. <laughs> And that's the uh, not the only thing you've been trying out new this week. You've got a new profile pick. That's very smouldering blue steel. Zoolander, I think the movie is. It's, yep. Yeah. Did any inspiration from that movie? Very candid. No, no, actually. But now that you think, now that you mention it, I think that's probably the closest thing I'm going to get to inspiration, really. Even though it's like post photo, but um, someone say new gimmick. Yeah. No. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that would work well with my pretty face. Tyler Breeze has already done it, so no. Who's Tyler Breeze? <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I've always been. Oh, it's going to sound ridiculous. Self-conscious about me smile. Um, so I, I just do like the old, you know, the little the the glare, with, you know, the sli- slight lip. What's the word I'm looking for? The grin. The grin, and like it's worked well for me so far. So why not keep it going, right? So you got the grin. Tyson's got the smirk. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> That's a heat magnet, that smoke, isn't it? You can't see it, but trust me, it's it's good. Hey, <laughs> I heard he did it right after he heard David Storm. Oh. <laughs> he looked up at the crowd and pulled that face. I didn't laugh at that, David. So, next question. <laughs> I did. Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, um, you've got a web series as well. Obviously, we're going to talk a bit. We need to talk about him. Yeah, well, he's the one producing it. Yes, I know, but <laughs> he's not the, the topic of it. Oh, I'll save that one for later then. I appreciate it. I think you'll find Tyson's knees on the run sheet later (laughs) and go into it there. Oh, okay. I thought it was in the doctor's (laughs) office. There's a time and a place. (laughs) Someone doesn't do his research. (laughs) Um, I'm interested in uh, the story of you getting down to wrestling training in the first place. Oh, very interesting story. So, unlike a lot of people, I did not watch a lot of wrestling when I was younger. Um I would watch some of it when, if it's on, you know, like I knew who Rey Mysterio was. I knew who the big names were and everything. But, um, yeah, it just wasn't really a big part of my life when I was growing up in South Africa. Um, when I first moved over here, didn't know indie wrestling was a thing ever. I kind of watched it loosely on, like, you know, if it's on TV because we all know, you know you can always find the stuff online, following the WWE page on Facebook. But Tyson and I actually played footy together. And um, one day I just saw him posted on, he's, he's going to make his debut. And I asked him, when's your debut? He's like, oh, I'm going to Adelaide this weekend. But I've got a show in Melbourne, I think it was the next weekend, was it? Or a couple of weekends after? Oh, I was like, yeah, two weeks after that. Two weeks after, he's like, I'll come Accuracy's not that important. <laughs> no. All I know was it, was it was end of September 2016. He had his first uh, match in Melbourne, which was at NAW at a high stakes match, I'm pretty sure. A high stakes show? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know anymore. made his debut as a referee where Jake Navarro said, oh, I think Commissioner Trav said, if you lose to whoever it is, you can never, you can't challenge for the title anymore. He's yeah, like, okay, who's something my, like that. Who's my opponent? Tyson's your opponent. Tyson was the referee. I went to watch him. It was a great match. Tyson, one of a cheeky little roll-up. Um, 
previous, I did not know what this meant, but in the video that I've got of him, I'm marking out like crazy. Like, I didn't know what it meant at the time, but I'm like, yes, Tyson. I love you, Tyson. Yes, Tyson. Message him. He's, he's backstage. I'm like, hey, man, where do I train? Like, where do I go? It's like, oh, I'll speak to the old dude in the crowd. His name's George. You know, he come down on Tuesday. It's exactly what I did. And that Tuesday after um, high stakes, I started training. And how long to your first match? Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, please do not use me as an example if you ever think about going to wrestling um, this takes time but I had a month and a half before I had my first match you're so very Stevie Philippe I, yeah, I've heard stories Stevie, about that. Stevie was almost straight in the ring I trained every single day for a month and a half yeah it was it was good so they needed a filler because um, they did a uh, submission open challenge for um, Gabriel Wolf at NAW and they we're trying to like scour for people to try to make Wolf look strong, but at the same time kind of have a new showing for someone who's up and coming. And Jet was the person they went to, and Gabriel Wolf obviously held his hand through it, took him through it. And they're just like, oh, this kid's really good. Let's put him in the Anniversary Rumble next month. He did the Anniversary Rumble. They're like, oh, this kid's actually really good. Let's keep using him. <laughs> well, that, that's good. You get the George stamp of approval, obviously. His history... Goes back in Australian wrestling a long time, so obviously he's seen something in you to I'll throw you in the deep end after you know such a short time. So that's off to you, mate. Yeah, right no, on. I'm very glad that George had faith in me. But it's also I think a lot of it has to go to Richie Taylor as well. Um, he was a head trainer at the time, and he put my name forward to Gabriel Wolf at the time, and then Gabby messaged me privately saying, "Hey, I've got a match for you if you're willing to take it." So I've got you know all the props at um, Tory. Thank you very much for giving the opportunity and like. Uh, well, Richie, sorry, I just realised. But yeah, yeah, you know, he's... <laughs> woo! Yeah, we'll cut that part out, right? Nah, <laughs> probably like, not. Nah. Yeah. Nah, that's that's all right. I think um, I think Lindo shoot named everyone when he was in his... <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, so thank you very much for Richie Taylor. He's killing it at the moment and I've got it all to, you know, thank for him, basically. Not all, but... Remember that time you almost killed him with that Hurricane Rana? No, he didn't jump. I didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to jump. If, it's like, so it's not like the step up runner where you kind of fly and back bump. It's, you know, straight through the legs and you got to like flip on, you know, to the pin. And he just didn't jump. He just went doop, straight head first. Kind of like he planted his head. Into the, <laughs> we were watching backstage and we thought he died. He thought he died, I think. <laughs> well, you won't do that again. Uh, so you're blaming him for it on record? Um, look... <laughs> Choose your words it, carefully. No, all right, so, true story. This yeah, is a true he story. Like it hits pretty hard. Yeah. Very hard. Can he, confirm. He's, he's fractured my sternum with a chop. So, <laughs> yeah. He, he knocked me out twice. He's, he hits very hard. Um, the, the whole idea for the move was actually, like, it was his idea. So, um, if he wasn't confident in taking it, he shouldn't have suggested it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, Richie. So you've gone to bury him twice there. Then that's good. Yeah. good. We gave you the second chance to say it was Rectify your fault. It, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my question is going to be very kind of, I guess, obvious because they, um, Lyle and Welchy, um, covered it when I was on the podcast last. Um, I heard that you did a tour with EPW back in September. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. Um, what was that experience like for you? Um, even though you probably already know the answer to this, how I'm going to yes. share with the the people that will be listening. Um, it was... Both of them? Ah, of course, yes. <laughs> I did say people, which requ- um, requires multiple, you know, people. Anyway. You guys will <laughs> listen to it back. Don't worry. Yeah. That's two. <laughs> um, it was, in a, in a wrestling sense, life-changing. Um, it taught me to um, appreciate what we're doing because obviously, like, people don't get to do this. We got to do it three times a day for eight days straight. Um, it taught me how to... Um, alter the way I wrestle, how to change the way I approach things. 
um, taught me how to, I don't know, just be better with the people that are involved in the thing. You know, you got to meet plenty of fans, people that weren't necessarily wrestling fans. They would ask you questions where it's like, you know, they thoroughly enjoy this even though they've never seen it before. So we obviously did a good job everyone there on the tour, not just speaking of Tyson myself. Like, it was good to have people like Gavin McGavin there and, you know, um, Davis saw me even though I didn't get to wrestle him one-on-one because... I'm not going to mention it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, neither do I. It's fine. Yeah, but he, he got hurt. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was it was great. It was great to have that experience, and I came back a, a better wrestler. I think um, came back a better person as well. Made heaps of really good friends that we still keep in contact with today. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the MCW Academy and their partnership with EPW as well. What were your thoughts when you're on the plane heading over to Perth? Had you met anyone in EPW previously? No, no. Um, I think. We have met one person, um, Anna. Oh, of course. Yes. So that was probably the only person we knew. Um, but it's actually funny. Um, just before we went over, Tyson and I saw something, or I saw it on um, the Gorilla Monsoon Facebook page, where someone said that, you know, you make it, in inverted commas, that when you wrestle for someone like MCW, um, PWA, or EPW, and I thought to myself, oh, Tyson, we're going to EPW. You know, like this is... It's our breakthrough. That's when you're no longer a rookie. That's I think that's what the conversation yeah. was. Yeah, it's all about like when. What do you? Rec- well, there was recommend? someone on that page still claiming that Indy's a rookie and she's three years in. So, less than longer than I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I know that Davis was high, even despite the the unfortunate <laughs> incident. Um, Davis was really high on both of you guys coming out of there, and basically was seeing it from the rooftops about how good you guys were, and that must mean a lot. Like knowing. His history. Yeah, I think I speak for Tyson myself that um, it was, like I said, life-changing in regards to wrestling like sense, but also the fact to get the praise from someone, you know, that respected in the wrestling industry, which a lot of people don't have that, you know, universal respect in the wrestling industry is just phenomenal. Um, it takes a lot of pressure off you, but it also puts a different type of pressure on, on you because now people have eyes on you and you've got to be able to prove to them that, you know, David Storm doesn't lie. But... Um, it also, because going over there, obviously very nervous. And the moment he pulled us over, like, you know, there's things you can work on, but you guys, like, we had no we had no idea about you and you've just blown us away. And that's what it was all about. You know, we had all the, I think, um, uh, James had all the faith in us when he sent us over there in the first place. And I think it showed when um, Dave pulled us over and said he was happy with what we can produce. Yeah, and I mean, everyone's got something to work on. Um, the difference being when it's the little subtle things to work on because they're easily addressed. And, I mean, when I watch you guys, if if I was ever going to criticise anything, it would just be me nitpicking. So, yeah, exactly. um, Which is always good as well. Yeah. Yeah, but the actual the, – the moves and stuff can't seem to come really naturally. Yeah, like, I think realistically you can nitpick anyone, can't you? Like um, Anybody. As, as, people nitpick WWE all the time. Exactly. And it's people legit like have a – you know, I'm pretty sure Dave Meltzer's his job, isn't it, to nitpick things? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hey, if you can make a job out of it, you've done, you've done well. But, yeah, it's like, it's like you said, like we even nitp- nitpick ourselves. When I watch my matches back, like I almost cringe when I see myself do something I didn't like. Like, oh, I need to fix that. And I think that's a good attitude to have because you, you can't be the perfect wrestler. You can't be the best wrestler. It's always going to be something you're going to prove on and stuff like that. Yeah. Jet compliment. Uh, Jet and I compliment each other both in the ring and out the ring as well. So whenever we have our own matches that when we're not teaming or when I'm actually wrestling in this aspect, um, whenever we're not in each other's matches, we'll always be watching and give him the... Um, Give them the constructive criticism, like um, Brewery Brawl Show. I would, it hurt to watch on the sidelines, especially when 
because Brat Pack's always been a dream match of mine, especially with Jet. But um, he came to me after the match and said, oh, what did you think? And the first thing I went to was what he needs to work on. And then I saved the praise for after it because I feel like if I give him the constructive criticism as the focal point of my review, then that's going to be what makes him better in the long run. And it's important to have someone that you, tr- that you trust and you respect their opinion. And no one watches has watched more wrestling than what Tyson has. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's possible to watch more wrestling than what Tyson does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the input, Tyson. And it wasn't wasn't that long ago you made your debut in MCW, where a bit more of the Australian audience, you know, would have heard both you guys' names. What was that experience like? Finally, making it there. You name any emotion, I probably would have felt it in that week coming up to it. It was. The second week, oh sorry, first week back after we went to Japan. Um, it was like five days that's five, after, yeah. Which, when you uh, say we went to Japan, you're talking about all three of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. No, no, yeah. 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 I went to Japan, long. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, to, got to include he, yourself sometimes. He said, he, he said we. Did I, I mention he went to Japan? I've heard about it. I skipped over when he mentioned Melter that I, I met him. But <laughs> I can't wait till next year. <laughs> when you can say I'm you went. I'm going and you're not. <laughs> I'm not yet. going to Kingdom, but I might go to Japan next year. I'm looking forward to it. See you there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in regards to like emotions, I was just I was nervous. I was excited. I was relieved the fact that we had been given a shot, um, which I think Tyson and I worked really hard for. Um, coming from NAW, like there's not a lot of opportunities to kind of spread out unless you you do it for yourself. You have to reach out and you have to go find those opportunities. Otherwise, they won't come to you. They never will. And we put time and money into what we do. Um, doing seminars like the Will Ospreay seminar twice, for example, we did um, the was it the Okada seminar? Yep. Um, also run by um, Fale. And then um, what else did we do? There was the. Um, um, did you do the Trent Seven seminar with me? I think you did. I did, and yes. the British Strong Style as well. We yep. did. So just you know, he- heaps of things that take you know money out of you- out of your pocket, which all all these things were just steps closer to where we wanted to be, and that was MCW. And now we're there, and it was just yeah. Um, all, all worth it in the end. And I, I think that's what it was like the, the culmination of all our time and effort finally coming in that 15, 18 minutes we had in the ring and then bang, it was there. We're there now. Not to mention um, who you're in the ring with as well. Oh. Tyson. <laughs> um, finally, someone says it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely Tyson. One of Tyson's eye, Tyson and I's like, I don't know, dream opponents in Aussie wrestling, in wrestling in general. And I think it should be everyone in, in Australia's oh, dream match. Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. And Nick Golfus was telling us recently how much it meant to him as well. Mm. Uh, are we, we going to mention the name yeah, of the man say. who we wrestled? We're going to build to that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Tyson's all about the, the hot tag. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the person we are speaking of is Robbie Eagles, and it was just the moment he walked into that, like into the ring, people were just obviously gone crazy because he is a phenomenal athlete and to be able to share the ring with him was like I said phenomenal um, and then just to kind of oh, I don't know I, I felt the energy radiating off him and it kind of just helped me perform better you know like um, I felt like he was really generous with you guys as well in the ring um, yeah like you got your offense in oh definitely yes yeah. he was yeah. very fair in that aspect it wasn't all about him which yeah. was really good and um, while we were talking about Richie Taylor hitting very hard earlier, um, Robbie Eagles <laughs> oh, is definitely up in that category as well. Goodness me. If you have a look back at you know, MCW Encore and you go back to watching Tyson I's match with Robbie, he keep, kicks the absolute piss out of us. But <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Agreed. Yeah. So, so how do you take it? When you get told you're having that match, obviously it's going to be your debut. Normally, normal debut, you're not going to be in a high-profile match. Is it the nerves of, I'm going to... 
I can't fuck this up because it's Robbie or is it I'm in there with a ring general, one of the best in Australia, if not the best. Hey, which, what's the the thought? Um, the way I looked at it was out of the three people in the match, two of them were very, very comfortable working each other, which would be Tyson and I. So that was also good to be able to you know relate back to that, which means any, any interaction I had with Tyson, I knew I would do perfectly. Any interaction I did with Robbie, I just had to make sure was adequate as well and the match would do, you know, be fine. So when it got announced, I was just glad that Tyson was there beside me. Um, it was great to radiate off him. He's a fantastic wrestler. Um, he knows you know, my wrestling better than I know my wrestling. Put your arms down, Tyson. <laughs> uh, put your shirt back on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was definitely something that got me through it. Um, but you're right. It was, it was definitely something put a bit of a, a spotlight on us just to be able to share the ring with someone like Robbie. And I'm glad it happened that way because we got to prove that we can hang you know, with whoever. You spoke earlier about um, when you're in NAW, it's the onus is on you to sort of try and get noticed elsewhere and to get booked elsewhere. Um, I want to know, because uh, not everyone's a born networker, yeah. um, how much advantage of, is it to have like one of your best mates to assist with that sort of stuff, um, like, to, to work together? Oh, it definitely helped heaps because it's like, for example, one time I messaged... I think it was the MCW Facebook page to see if I can get onto the Will Ospreay seminar. And I had no idea how to construct the message. I had no idea what to put on a wrestling resume um, as per sorts. I had to ask Tyson, so that definitely helped me heaps. I just feel bad because I was of no help to him because I had no idea what to do. Um, but he obviously got me through it. We're here now. But networking is definitely a big big point of it all. Um, you've got to be able to you know, speak to people. You know, I think just have a human interaction with people. It's not just a robotic response to everything. And, you know, people got to understand that you are you. You're not just there to suck up and get to a spot. You also need to remember to remember your own bookings instead of having someone else to rely on for that. Uh, Tyson did a great job, I have to say. If you I was, to be a secretary. I was virtually his secretary for the first two years of his career. PA He'd always also. be like, hey, are we wrestling this weekend? I'm like, what's this wee shit? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you are. There was, I don't think there was a lot of shows you weren't booked on together. So yeah. like, I feel like it was a pretty valuable question. Yeah, yeah. but still, do stuff for yourself. So uh, <laughs> do we know what Kaz Jordan's like with a pen and paper yet? Or um, I think I'm the <laughs> we one. We know what he's like taking a 450, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I've now downloaded my little application that saves all my bookings in there. So thank you, Tyson, for that recommendation. You're I think welcome. I always had it. I just never used it. Well, you always had this thing called a diary in your phone that you could have used. Yeah, but it's not 1998 anymore. So, like, diaries aren't a thing, are they? No, no. I mean, they are on your phone. On your phone, they are. You've got calendar. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I thought you meant, like, you know, the one where you write with pens and Not stuff. a journal. No, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. Terminology. You, is well, yeah, I mean, I use the calendar. I, I've got a wife, so. <laughs> She's my calendar. So, so did I. <laughs> yeah, well, then you've like, so you got a road wife <laughs> Life, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, um, Lyle? Yeah, so when, um, obviously, in front of that crowd, they're not really kind to the white meat baby faces. You know, they mm. can turn on you. But obviously, you guys won the crowd over really quickly. How did, did that just relax you straight away once the crowd, they were into the match, well, within the first minute there and a half. There was some buzz as well, which yeah. Helps, I think. Yeah, yeah the, the buzz was built up well. But so did that just relieve the, the nerves straight away? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Tyson and I definitely approached the match in a different way. Um, if you look back at it now, I think inadvertently we didn't really try and do this. Tyson's whole outlook on the match was he was a stronger guy in the match. The bigger dude, definitely the tallest in the match. He did, you know, the reverse DDT and stuff like that. He, he was just the stronger dude. I did the, you know, the flip from the top and everything. And it just told the story by, you know, by itself. And I think people 
got invested in that by the time Robbie raised their hands at the end and we got the, you know, this is awesome and jet, jet, uh, let's go Tyson, let's go Jet chant. I say this to this day is the best moment of my entire life in regards to wrestling. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I won't forget it either. And um, I think MCW really were kind of pre-planning it um, for a while as well, just um, pre-investing in Jet and I, so to speak. So um, whenever, like, we've been helping out at MCW for like a year and a half before we got on their shows. And we, um, MCW, um, the production crew specifically put us on jobs that were going to get our face out. So... MCW fans would have recognized us when we got into the ring. So the last like few months, we were solely working on the door. So everybody who was at the show would recognize our face if we, if we ever stepped in the ring. And I think it ended up paying dividends. And getting booked on the first show is one thing, but the fact that you were back on the next month obviously yeah. indicated you'd done a pretty good job. And Enough to get a tag title shot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> thanks, well, thanks, Dowie. <laughs> but what was it like being in the ring with those two guys? Of course, Dowie and Brooksy. Well, once again, I think it's very similar to what I said before, where we had, you know, out of the four people this time in the ring, like the three people in there were pretty close. You know, Dowie being our trainer, it was good to be able to, you know, speak to him in like a personal level because we are relatively friends, I guess, in the wrestling industry. But so it's just Brooks who we had to kind of break through the barrier of, you know, that awkwardness at first. And, you know, you, you guys see Brooksy wrestling. The way he wrestles, the way he interacts in the wrestling ring is the exact same, you know, interacts outside of it. And that so, was the hardest part because I am the biggest Brooksy mark. Well, so, <laughs> the biggest. so you two have had your first two matches in MCW and one of those guys is already now working the best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan and the other one's just wrestling, about to wrestle with MLW in the US. Um... You know, you haven't messed around getting in the ring with the best people in the country. Nah, definitely not. And I think people who shy away from opportunities like that definitely it it hinders their the progress of their career. And I think the fact that we stepped up and we were willing to go in there and just show everyone that we can hang with them, or at least a little bit, <laughs> um, that did us the world of you know world of favors. And I'm so glad we did it. Looking back on it now, you know, it's always things you can nitpick and stuff like and nitpick and stuff like that. But I'm so happy we did it. Um, Match is awesome. You know, everyone who I've showed it to, they've loved it. So. They were great matches. We yeah. enjoyed them as Appreciate fans. Um, being in the arena for both matches, they were both matches. I mean, we, we've been looking forward to seeing you guys work MCW for a while. Um, I felt bad for you guys in the second one when it was like 37 degrees in that room. Yeah. I, um, were, you, were you there, Lyle? Yeah, I was there. It was, the, I was that weekend when... I opened the side yeah, door. Yeah, I, I was there for that. Um, how, how was it in the ring, actually? Oh. like, it, All right, we were dying as we were just yeah. standing there. Had the air conditioning broken down at that stage? Ju- I think just three, after the match. Just after our match, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you just got away with it. It was still hot. Oh, yeah. You've got to imagine, so you, the aircon is obviously a thing, but then also we have, I think, five sets of lights straight onto yeah. us, and mm-hmm. that's what killed us. I think every time you, you stood still... Or like when you're waiting for a tag or something like that, you weren't moving, you weren't getting that breeze or whatever. You know, it's literally just these really hot lights blaring down on you. And I remember, I, I, like at the end of the match, I had just taken um, the swanton and I'm just lying there, and I can just feel it's almost like direct sunlight on my face, and I'm dying. My my throat is just dry, but you push through it. You know, you don't really realize it when you're wrestling, but it's the moment you start standing still, and it's like, goodness me, it's hot in here. And even yeah. before we got out there as well, so um. The gorilla position at MCW is the kitchen of the Thornbury Theatre, and that just generates heat. Like, I had my MCW Academy shirt on before we went out, and it, by the time I even put it on, it was just sticking to me dark from gray. that much sweat. Um, it must be tough when you're when it's that hot, because uh, you mentioned when you stop wrestling is when you start to feel it. Now, 
when you're on the apron, you're expected to stay in character, but yeah. you must be so relieved to not be moving in yeah. that. Is it hard to keep character in those situations and, and you know, keep acting towards the crowd and things like that? Um, is this relation to the heat or just in general? Uh, in general, but even more so when it's, like, that hot. Um, I think it definitely makes you forget things as well because you're focusing so much on, like, how uncomfortable you are. So you forget sometimes that, you know, you're in the middle of a match. People have paid to come watch you wrestle. You need to stay in character. You need to, you know, do your best to make sure people are invested in this match. And sometimes it's just so hard to think about the things to do or what you can say or what you can do to help the match because it is so hot you've just lost your train of thought, for example, or you just want to get back in there because you want to cool down, you know. Um, but being on the apron when you're tagging of someone, could it's a, you only make it awkward for yourself, you know. Like you can have fun on there. You can have the most fun up there if you do it correctly or you can be the biggest bore to the match or you can just, you know, not have fun at all, which I think you've got to be able to separate those two and have make sure you're still... Um, an asset to the match, you know? Now, when, um, all right, we're going to speak about it later, but obviously your best friend and your tag team partner gets injured. Aiden Miller? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Tyson. That's a good setup. Yeah, it should good. be. He told me to ask that question. I don't know why. Um, where does your first thought go? Obviously, you feel for your best friend, but back to your career, you know, you've lost, you know, 50% of the tag team. Do you worry about your spot or you have to come at a different angle of how you're going to get through the next, you know, six, nine months? What's your, where does the brain go? Uh, My first thought when it happened was, is Tyson okay? Because obviously it happened in the middle of a match. That wouldn't have been Tyson's first thought. No. no. My first thought was, why is I my mean, if it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, Tyson would have kept going. Like, you know, that's fine. This is my spotlight now. But no, nah, it happened in the middle of a match and Tyson just called me um, over and said, I can't finish the match. You're going to have to do it by yourself. And it was a five-way, six-way scramble? It's a five-way scramble. Five-way scramble. Yeah. So like uh, the, the last two spots we had planned both involved both of us. So we just kind of had to improvise and we you know, ended up being fine. But the moment that bell rang, I ran straight over to Tyson, made sure he was okay and he... I think, did you think it was ACL at first? I think you said. Uh, when we got backstage, my first thought was ACL because of the way that I landed. Yep. But like I hadn't felt any kind of sensation like that before. So I was kind of like, I just thought it was like a jarring or a bruising. So I was just limping and trying to take as much caution as possible. Yeah. And then as we kind of went further along, you know, started to get more serious. I can see Tyson's knee was just ginormous in the swelling. I just thought like, I'm going to have to change something up. You know, like sooner or later, he's going to have to take some time off. I'm going to have to do something different. And the first experience of that was the mcw show afterwards where um i did the promo and i had to address tyson's injury and then i think it was like maybe a couple of days after that you announced that it was an acl and then i thought damn i've got to change something up you know so i started messaging people saying like hey tyson's out um however i'm still willing to work as a singles competitor um here's some of my footage blah 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 see how we go and I think it's definitely helped me in, in relation to what I'm capable of and what I can produce in the ring because I have someone like Tyson to, you know, help me out and coach me because he can watch me from, you know, from a different angle and help me out. Um, but I think as mean as it sounds, like it has made me a better wrestler. And I think it's also make Tyson a better wrestler when he comes back because he can now sit back and watch what he would like to do. And he's already started brainstorming ideas of how he can make himself better, which I think is you can't just sit back and not do anything. Like you're doing that within minutes of... Of getting your head around yep. the injury. Tyson is the most unfrequent fantasy booker you will ever meet in your life. Like he will book two years in advance for every single company. Like, oh, this is what can happen when I come back. This angle can start that angle, and then when this happens, and this will happen, you know. And it's just you know, ideas are good. None of these yeah. are ever going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but no, it's uh, it's the right attitude to take in that um, any negative can can be turned into a long term positive. But it's just a it's just a prick when you have got to deal with it at Absolutely, the time. Yeah. Like when I had first found out that the it was an ACL, as soon as I left the um, surgeon's office, I sent Jed a message, the first person I spoke to, and I I didn't even tell him that I'd done my ACL. The first thing I said was, well, it looks like you're going to be a singles wrestler now. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then I told him, and he was absolutely devastated. But it's, um, yeah, so uh, what do you, how do you envisage the next 12 months now? Um, I think my, my weakest point when it comes to wrestling is my character work i need to find something that suits me and works for me perfectly and it's hard to be able to chop and change the whole time especially now that tyson's gone as well like the mile high club was so so easy to work because you know the in-ring stuff portrayed that so now i'm gonna have to find something that will help me with you know portray that in regards to character sense um I mean, right. one positive is um, that your size lends itself to sympathy. Yeah. Uh, when you got attacked by all those guys at MCW on the weekend, um, the crowd got angry. The, yeah. the crowd was hot, um, especially at Canby. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, the perfect reaction, though, like it's exactly what. But know. yeah, um, you're you're the right guy for those spots. Um, yeah. You've already copped two of them at MCW. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh. you know, fighting from underneath is it's really hard. For baby faces in an organisation like MCW, it's a heel company. The, yeah. the crowd likes heels. Yeah. Um, the only baby faces that get over are the ones that will punch you in the mouth, like a Richie Taylor or yeah, a Robbie yeah, yeah. Eagles. So for you to get um, baby face um, reactions says a lot. Yeah, and I think that's definitely been one of my strong points uh, when I was wrestling, is because I was always. Or majority of the time, the smallest guy in the company or the smallest guy in the match. So people kind of like related back to me saying, oh, he's, he's helpless. You know, he can't fight back for himself. And then, boom, you have that moment where it's like, oh, he's got a bit of fight left in him. He's got a bit of fight left in him. And then it's, everyone's on their feet. Everyone's ready to go. They want to get behind you. And I think that helps. My size helps with that. The story writes itself, you know. So I've got to find something that's going to portray that in, you know, in every sense of my wrestling. So not just my size, because yeah. I'm working on it, you know, like currently picked up three kilograms, which I'm happy with, but I've still got still uh, got ways big, to go. Yeah, but I mean your height and and the, yeah, yeah, and no, the fact that you're young. Stature, and yeah. the fact that you're young, um, I think that it's that's gonna set you in good stead, um, yeah. at least to draw sympathy, which is the hardest thing to do. Exactly, yeah. Um we've got a few listener questions. I assume you're gonna hang around for the second half of yeah, the show. Yeah, if you guys given are happy that, to have uh, Given that your lift is staying. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, I don't really have a choice. We can mute his mic if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, otherwise, you two don't have to keep sharing a mic, but I know that Lyle prefers that. Yeah, stick around, Jed. Be good. Um, I've got one from Corbin Parnell on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know, what's your favourite type of wrestling to watch? And uh, what's your favourite promotion at the moment from overseas? Um so I don't really have a favorite promotion as per se. And um, the wrestling I like to watch is the wrestling I can relate to. So not particular wrestler or anything, but Tyson might say, "Oh, you know, you can base some of your things on based on this person." Then I'll go and watch some of it, for example. And a lot of the things I've kind of tried to work around innovation. So if, when I see something innovative, I try and make it my, you know, change it up towards my own type of, I don't know, flair, just to change it up a bit. But there's no particular, you know scene that I like to watch but if I'm going to mention some names people like you know Shane Strickland for example or Will Ospreay for you know for obvious reasons um, your ricochets um, uh, your Leo Rushes things like that where you know it's it's fast paced it's quick but it's still smooth and it's still technical and that's exactly what I want to build my repertoire off you know yeah 
I've got one from Facebook. Uh, Royce Chambers wants to know, <laughs> when will you bust out I love Royce. the 6.30? Um, depends where we're wrestling. There you go. Um, so that's what we wanted. I wanted yeah. to tease it. Yeah, yeah no, nah, he will. He will. Um, see, oh, look, I don't know. I, I tried it the other day again, and I, I butt-bumped so hard because I actually over-rotated. Like, I almost did like a, a, like half an extra rotation. I just thought whoever takes that, or even hurt myself if I miss it, it would suck. But... It's just you just got to do it, right? So yep. we'll, we'll see how we go. And in a match versus Royce Chambers, I think I'd be like, I'd like to be there for that. I'd like to be there. I'm too. going. I'm <laughs> going. I'm going to PCW next Saturday, pretty much to watch Royce. Oh. I've heard a lot of really good things about him. I've seen a lot yeah. of good things yeah, about he's him. Good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've found a Facebook question as well from um, Gordon James. Uh, the championship goals in Melbourne and Victorian guys you'd like to work in the future. Championship goals, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, every give me all. Just belts. say yes, <laughs> yes. The tag um, belts with Kaz. That's, that's, that's the first one we're going for. Um, we'll do we'll do pre Tyson's injury and post Tyson's injury. All right, pre Tyson so tag and singles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, that, that's my answer now. Um, would have loved to rest. I'm not sure. Are they tag champs? I'm not sure. The oh they, no, they, they, are, they are. They are the street gang hooligans. Yes. yes. Yeah, definitely would have loved to wrestle those guys. Um, get along with both of them really well. It would have been really fun to work with them. Um, so obviously that opportunity is now um, at least postponed for a little bit, but still keen to do it eventually one day, whether they're champions or not. Um, and singles? Um, is it too greedy to say Slex? No, no you can shoot no, high. Shoot for the top. Yeah, yeah, is it too greedy? I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, That'd answer the championship question then, wouldn't it? Yeah. That, that's really what I was saying, mentioning, yeah. Um, but people like to work at Slicks. Um, <laughs> um, if, if, you don't wanna, if you don't want the top spot, why, why would you bother? Exactly right. What, what, what's that guy that said, oh, if you don't want to be a world champion, why are you in the business? DDP. That was him and Dusty Rhodes. Everybody yeah. says that. Yeah. Um, so. I think Scott Hall used to say that too. Yep. Uh, Corey asked what your favorite airport is. My favorite airport to date would still be Abu Dhabi Airport. Yeah, for the only reason was I was flying as an unaccompanied minor when I was younger back to South Africa to um, visit my family, and I got my very own room to sleep in for 14 hours, and I got the works. Everything you could think of, I got to play, like Xbox, PlayStation. There was a Wii in there. It was amazing. Um, So if you ever find yourself to be under the age of 18 and you're flying... It's 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 unlikely now for me. That horse yeah. is bolted. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're sending your kids over to fly somewhere, it doesn't matter which way you go and stop over at Abu Dhabi, they'll give you the royal treatment. Can I... Melbourne to Abu Dhabi to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can send my kids on their own and then just get on the back of the plane. Yeah. So they can have that experience. Yeah. I still definitely. go with them. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. So I but... don't know this child. <laughs> you have the same last name, do we? Yeah, it's a common last name. Where can people find you on social media? We usually ask at the end of uh, our interviews. <laughs> um, at Jet Ruka for absolutely everything, I'm pretty sure. So that's Jet Ruka with a J in case you guys can hear. Because I've heard a lot, of people, a lot of people say Chet, like C-H-E-T-T. Ah. Or Ruka, as people pronounce it. Yeah, Ruka. Uh, Ruka. R- Rauka. Yeah, Ruka, Rauka. Um, R-O-U-K-A for that one if you guys need help. I think I've mispronounced yeah. it several times yeah. myself. The Australian, that's- we're pretty lazy we just read it. Yeah. Jiraka. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, where, uh, where can wrestling fans see you? You're coming up. Um, You've got a big match in Tasmania on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I've got Tassie this weekend. It should be heaps of fun. Shit, um, I didn't put that on the rundown. I better write that down. 
No, we got it now. Thanks, Lyle. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we got Tazzy this weekend um, over there against um, Adrian Alexander. Should be really fun. Keen to go over there. I'm actually going down there for the weekend. Um, so I get to see Tazzy for the first time ever, um, which I'm very excited for. Take a jacket. I'm taking three, actually. Yep. All over top of each other. Triple um, H style. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I've got a couple back when I'm back, I guess. Let me get out my diary. Got to get out the diary that you finally got. <laughs> I can't, uh, can't believe Tyson hasn't just jumped in and told you where you yeah, wrestling. What, what do I have coming up? <laughs> I don't even remember this stuff because I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> uh, what's a month after this? June. 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 Oh, we, we, got, <laughs> we got King of Colac coming up at the 1st of June. Oh, there you go. So Good. myself and Richie Taylor, Air, Air Force, Force One, one. <laughs> <laughs> are tagging and against... And Richie Taylor. Of course, are tagging against... Um, Atlas Whitaker? Can be? Cam- Campbell Crawford? Campbell's the, the artist formerly known as Campbell Crawford. Campbell's Crawford. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Campbell's Crawford and Darcy Moss, which should be really fun. Very excited for that one. Um, yeah, then obviously MCW will be in the 8th. Um, stay tuned for that. We don't really know what's happening, but always got that locked in because I love going to MCW shows regardless because of the academy. And then the 29th, we've got GCW up in Geelong. So that's the 29th of June. Very good. Awesome. Uh, we'll be back after this. You better hold on tight, cause I'm gonna love you nice. I'm gonna do it right. Let me light a fire in you tonight. My eyes have never seen. And welcome back to the second half of the show, uh, brought in by the music of Ashley Massaro. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, obviously unfortunate that she passed away earlier in the week. Yeah, uh, really sad. So yeah. young as well. Yeah, 41? 39. Oh, 39. Yeah. Oh, um, and obviously it's tragic circumstances around it and some... Stuff's come out this week that um, is quite unsavoury. Some reports of the way she was treated when she was working in WWE. So on an international tour, yeah. So um, obviously thoughts go out to to her. She was the first diva comp winner and sort of a trailblazer at the time. Yeah, Se- second actually. Second, sorry. Christy Hemi won the first one. That's right. Because I, I remember I'd stopped Toss. watching wrestling by the second one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just full of useless wrestling knowledge. No, I'm Tim kept up and I'm getting yeah. it wrong because mm-hmm. people will at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably still will, to be honest, after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, one of her, her last tweets were sending out 300 uh, replies, uh, letters to fans and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously mental health is a... Yeah, it's a prick of a thing. Uh, yeah. You know, you, can, you got your highs and your lows. So, yeah, condolences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on from that, uh, we've got an update on Tyson's injury. Yes, we do. Um, so I tried to get an um, appointment with my surgeon to discuss the surgery dates, seeing as I've raised a lot of money from the um, GoFundMe that Jet started. Thank you again for that. Not a problem. Um, but in order to get the um, appointment with the surgeon, I needed to see a GP to get a referral. And when I saw the GP, he brought up the scans and he told me something I didn't even realise after 10 weeks of having a torn ACL that, um, well, firstly, if you follow me on Twitter, you will know already, but if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's at TV. Thank you. Well, well done. Well done. Very good. Um, get the plug in. Yep. Uh, I found out that the ACL tear isn't actually a full rupture. It's only partial, which is good, and it explains why my stability is the way it is at the moment, which is 
as my physio said, really surprising for someone who's supposedly ruptured their ACL completely. And that also means that when it comes to my prehab, which I'm doing at the moment, it's a lot easier and um, the quad muscles are going to be a lot stronger, especially when it comes into surgery, seeing as I'm going to get a graft from my quad to pretty much reconstruct the ACL uh, entirely. And my recovery should hopefully be a little bit better than as first thought. And maybe if I'm lucky, I might be able to Seth Rollins and come back in seven months instead of 12. Oh, that's good news. I was, was when you did release that it was only partial torn. There was a bit of an outcry that you were going to spend the GoFundMe money on YoPro yogurt. <laughs> so, but you still have to spend it on a knee reconstruction. Hey, four or? and a half thousand dollars YoPro is a lot. <laughs> that's like that's quite a lot, actually. Goodness me, I'm set for at least a week of that. <laughs> um, but obviously, the money from uh, from fans and colleagues uh, that must mean a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, some of the donations have been absolutely, like, outlandish. Like, I didn't expect anyone to, like, I expected donations of, like, 5 and $10. But people have been putting, like, 50 100 and even $300 into the GoFundMe. And it absolutely just blows me away. Like, I pretty much check the GoFundMe religiously to see how it's traveling along. And I'll see one extra donation, and then it's gone up by $300. I'm like... Who likes me enough to donate three hundred dollars? I can't even think of that answer. <laughs> Someone who's probably never met you. Yeah, <laughs> they just like watching you wrestle. Um, but you know, you're trying to um, to give people a bit of content. I know that Jet and you have been producing the web series. Yeah, um, uh, the Road to the Ring. Uh, that was all Jet's idea as well. He thought he'd. All of these things seem to be Jet's idea. <laughs> all the good things that didn't get people involved. You know, hurting my knee was my idea. Just so we're clear. Um, but yeah, he felt because he started the GoFundMe and how much steam it picked up so quickly, um, raising over $2,000 in the first 24 hours, um, he felt that we should give back to the fans and just show how I'm coming along, um, showing the rehab, especially going to the gym, and for some reason following me grocery shopping. Hey, we got some good... It's always fun, though. Content. Like, that, that, stuff's, that stuff's kind of fun. And yeah. um, it, lets, it lets people see the personality behind the wrestler. Yeah, which exactly. Is the hardest thing to keep momentum with while you're out of the ring. Yeah, showing like a bit of an insight of somewhat of our personal life. Um, so I think the original idea for the series was supposed to be how my knee's travelling along, my uh, my prehab, and eventually when we get to that point, surgery and recovery as well. But I really like the idea that we've gone with, with uh, which is um, having a having a little bit of an insight into our personal life. as well, I think. Yeah, just, just showing that we're not just wrestlers. Like, we are people as well. Um, and obviously you're not all the way there like you're still going to be a fair way out of pocket with the surgery. Yes. So people um, can still donate to that GoFundMe, can't they? Yes, they can at GoFundMe.com uh, forward slash don't doubt Tyson Baxter. The link is everywhere in mine and I'm hoping Jet's socials. At the moment, it's um, the road to the ring. But if you go through the road to the ring, it's at the end of that. So technically, I've still got it. Whenever you tweet it, I try to retweet it. So. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that. Thank you. <laughs> Um, no, that's good, and um, I mean, hopefully, we'll see you back sooner rather than later. And mm-hmm. any any positive news is a really good thing. It keeps you motivated and focused. And yes, well, next Tuesday should hopefully be the beginning of my recovery. That'll pretty much be the deal breaker in terms of how long I'm going to be out for. Very excited for that. <laughs> we are for the deal breaker. No, it's very excited <laughs> to just find out what's going on, you know. And like, um, obviously, people who don't know, like. We'll be able to, you know, document that with the next episode of Road to the Ring anyway. Yes. So, um, if you don't hear much from Tyson in regards to that or anyone, um, it will be in there. So, um, just wait it out, I guess. When he does finally go into surgery, are you going to go in there with a camera? Um, if I don't get to go, we do have 
a person who will film. I'll yeah, be very disappointed if you don't. Yes. I, 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 I expect you to be in the operating theatre while it's <laughs> in happening. Scrubs. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll be actually. Um, you'll have the, the scalpel, operation. then you'll be worried. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. be wearing scrubs and kick pads. How were you at Operation? Have you played Operation? The, the board no, game? I haven't. No, I grew up in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an age thing. I don't think it's weird. Yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, no, but like it would be. <laughs> the board- I think it's a worldwide game, isn't it? The board game I played was like fingerboard. Do you guys know what that is? Uh, it sounds like it's one of Tony's Tony. big great takes. <laughs> oh, hilarious! No, it's like it's like pool, but like you shoot like little, like you know, like ch- the checkers chips. We played actual pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I swam in a pool. <laughs> I can't swim. I can't swim. <laughs> but you can dive. Can I? Well, you do it in the ring. Out of the ring, actually. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I do know how to swim. Thank you very much. Um, Avery had a last match in Melbourne for a while. Yeah, so she takes off in a few weeks. She's got one more match in Australia over Perth Bay. So, yeah. Mercedes Martinez, of all people, too. Yeah, so it's not not a bad way to finish up. Uh, Yeah, so as fans that we go there, you know. Happy, happy that she's taking a leap of faith and betting on herself. She's you know? been booked to wrestle Martina when she gets over there. I saw yeah, today. Revenge. That's, that's going to be. For any, if you're if you're for some reason listening to this in the UK, yeah. go see that hmm. because uh, that was a lot of fun last time. I was talking about the um, her whole UK trip to her, one of the last MCW shows, and I said, "Oh, so how long are you going for? When do you come back?" And she just looks at me and goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's only booked a one-way ticket. <laughs> yes, uh, she told us that when she, she came into the studio before she'd announced it, um, she was hoping she could announce it on the podcast. And um, she only had a one-way ticket, and it's a case of, well, I've got up to two years. Yeah. yeah. The good thing about her, the whole, her whole personality would just do so well over there, even if she doesn't have, like, you know, a line of bookings going on. The way she just interacts with people, you know, fans, you guys, I'm sure you guys all see everything on Twitter, how she interacts with people will just get her... So far, I think over there, and the one-way ticket probably is she's, worth it. The way she interacts, with she's people. Uh, she's a lovely person. Absolutely, really mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. How how was it backstage when she finished her match? Obviously, it was emotional in the, it's the first time in I've the ever seen her break character. Yeah, so obviously that was good for the fans. You know, it was an emotional night. How, how was it backstage? Um, or is it just you well, move on? They all I, forgot that she was going. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. Where was I? I got. Hurt after my match. That's yeah. right. You were a bit loopy. I was a bit loopy. So I was being checked on, being checked on by one of the academy students who, uh, who is a nurse. So like I was just being checked up on and stuff like That's that. That's handy. Very it's handy. very handy. So it's now you have to after your match just make sure you get checked up after every single match every single person needs to, which is good. Yeah. I think a lot of shows, you know, when it comes to like you know the first aid, that's kind of looked. Yeah, I know, I know PCW have a nurse at every show Which as well. Probably, I think every yeah. promotion should be doing that. Absolutely. Should. Not just not just a person yeah. who owns the first aid kit and it's like you're you know, you're in charge of first <laughs> You did a you did a, a course at Red Cross for two days a couple of years ago. Yeah. You can do it. But yeah, so like I didn't get that much, you know, direct interaction with her straight after a match, unfortunately. But um uh yeah, I was being che- checked up on, but I'm sure she was just relieved to not only get it over but get it over and done with, but the fact that it did go so well, you know, and it was it was great to see. And Money in the Bank was on this week. Yeah. What, what did you think of the show overall? I might have fallen asleep during it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was home sick, so um, trust me, I fell asleep when you're I got sick, home from work today. You're sick in Australia on a WWE pay-per-view day. That How seems convenient. Very... I was sick the next day as well. I mean, it was just coincidental <laughs> you're the, you're that we had... You've got to bed that in. 
It's live raw. I feel like it's just coincidental that we've had two pay-per-views this year and it's fallen, happened to fall on Australian public holidays as well. I think you're just trying to milk it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me, Money in the Bank's not the one I choose to take a sick day. Uh, it would be, <laughs> definitely Great Balls of Fire. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> it was disappointing because Money in the Bank is my favourite WWE match concept and the pay-per-view is a little bit lacklustre on Monday, unfortunately, especially the ending. Yeah, now... That got, that got me hot. I know, oh, I know that the ending is controversial, but... I'm going to play devil's advocate. Going forward, I think that's the best storyline. I think the heat on Brock being champion is so intense that the specter of him being able to cash in at any time adds an element of danger to both of your babyface um, champions in a way that no one else would. Yeah, definitely. Um, the optic of Raw, the optic of Raw, where you had both of them holding the high ground and Brock circle the ring. That's what the next six months of WWE is yeah. going to be about. Like they, everyone was happy, they got the fairy tale ending of um, Seth Rollins winning the Universal Title at WrestleMania, and they were happy. Like, oh, Lesnar's finally gone. He's the part timer. No one wants him around anymore. Now that he's dropped the belt, he can just go and do the, all his stuff in the UFC and whatnot. But now that they've got the money in the bank, I can kind of see where that comes into play. Like they can't just have the fairy tale ending continue forever. Eventually, something bad's got to happen. That obviously the babyface is going to have to overcome. And in that case, it's person with the most heat in the entire company. Yes, eventually if it does come to the point where Rollins or Kingston happen to lose to Lesnar, that's going to have nuclear heat, but then it's going to be even more meaningful when Lesnar finally loses it again. And think about like how bad it is not having your titles on TV. It's just as good not having that case on every week Mm because people forget... Yeah, absolutely. like if that case is off TV for a month, people forget that it's a thing. They're like, oh, and then shit, when it turns, the then when he turns up, it's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't this still a thing? Yeah. Oh, damn. If he hasn't been there for a month and his music hits, and Paul Heyman just walks out, you know, because obviously the crowd's going to yeah. be expecting it, and he doesn't come, it, it's good. And the best thing I, I feel because he's actually really hated, he's not going to get a babyface reaction when he does catch catch it in, which sometimes the heels do get with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're excited to see a title change regardless of yeah. who's doing it. Yeah. He's not going to get a babyface reaction when he catches in, especially on Seth or on Kofi. Yeah. So. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the positives on the on the show. I thought they did a really good job of rebuilding Bailey in a single night. In one night, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, her celebrating with the crowd, Pat Cash style, that was um, a good move, I thought. Uh, that got them chanting her name. Um, I'd still probably turn her heel because I think the crowd are going to turn back on her. <laughs> as good of a feel-good moment as it was, I can't help but feel that it was a very petty stab at Sasha Banks for all the stuff that they've that she's put WWE through. Probably, but yeah, I mean, if I was uh, if I'm booking a show and someone's done that to me, I'd potentially do the same thing. Yeah, if I was Bailey, I wouldn't be complaining either. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets rewarded for not for taking the high road as well. Yes, um, she easily could have Being humble thrown her toys yeah. out of the cot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, she stayed humble, went to work, does her job, gets the reward. Um, Meant a lot to her as well. Like, I'm not sure if you guys saw the footage of her like smacking the ring after she had just pinned Charlotte. Charlotte, right? Yeah. Um, you were in the toilet when this happened. Too. Yeah. <laughs> She's the first Grand Slam winner of the women. Is she? Oh, she is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sasha. There's some trivia for you. Yeah. So there you go. She's the only person who's won all three titles. Four. SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, NXT and the yeah, tag. Exactly. So um, good on her. She's a good wrestler. Yeah. Um, good. And they dropped the ball with her the first time. So hopefully um, hopefully this time. Hopefully this time we don't get another kendo stick on a pole match. That was absolutely <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about match of the night. Seth versus AJ. 
So Thursday, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hands Masterpiece. Down. Hands Definitely. Down. You could watch them wrestle every night of the week and not get bored. Oh, know. 100%. Yeah. And they had us invested, didn't they? Like, Yep. And AJ loses nothing out of nah. not winning the match yep, nah. because it was so close. I think... Um, I think next time they wrestle, there'll be more story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, AJ goes somewhere and gets a bit of darkness to his character. Yeah, um, but well into that 2013 TNA run. Yeah, or even his early WWE run. Like, yeah, wrestling Cena, um, that underhanded type stuff. But no, he was that was amazing. Yeah, and and like it came at a moment where you really needed it. Overshadowed the. WWE title match a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. A, I haven't watched that match. I only watched. It was a three, perfectly three good match. match. Um, the the curb stomp into the Styles Clash was amazing. Oh, I was yeah, uh, art. That, yeah, like just those little things. I, I think, popped for. I don't usually pop for a spot like that, but I innovative and innovation always yeah. gets people excited. Yeah. It reminded me of the curb stomp into the RKO from that a few will, years ago. That will like never just, be really. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah. my favorite. You know, yeah. Out of nowhere transition, that was perfect. So. There was a story with that. Like they practiced it before, they could never get it, and it's like we'll just do it, and they did it. And <laughs> that's goodness why me. Randy Orton's reaction after it was so like weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did I, it, boys. I um just heard as well that uh, Kevin Owens has decided he's not going to Saudi Arabia. Okay, I that's, did read that which, today, which yeah. means well, Dolph's not coming down for us Comic Con. Yeah, now. so mm-hmm. Dolph's yeah. pulled out of Comic Con. They're sending Carmella as a replacement to Comic Con. Oh, Aiden oh, okay. will be happy with that. Yeah, it's I probably think. it's probably a better replacement at the minute. Oh, Carmella's quite popular. Yeah, no, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So. she's um, right. she brings our truth of her and they defend the twenty four seven amazing Comic Con. Well, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the new title. That's the next thing on the run sheet. Perfect segue. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've done this before. Uh, what do we think of it? Well, it's rubbish looking. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very late. It, it should be rubbish looking because yeah. it's a bottom of the it's a bottom of the food chain title. It looks like you a can't have a look better than your other titles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the left. first champion is it can't be the best title there. Like, <laughs> I thought WWE were just going to keep their formula of having the exact same style of title and just changing the color scheme. <laughs> so it's it's different. So that's that's always nice. I love the concept. I like the it gives the guys lower on the card who are got nothing to do and they just go and sit in catering all day. It gives them something to do. It, have you seen what Drake Maverick's done with his um? His Twitter, social media. Yes, I've seen him. I saw the video of him going through the um the fast food drive through, asking if they've seen our truth and trying to track him down. Then asking randoms in the car park outside yeah. a hotel. Uh, and then there's another one today where he is walking around with his posters of our truth. Yeah. I saw that. And yeah. he goes to knock on Vince McMahon's door, and thinks better of it, puts a poster under the door, and just says <laughs> ruthless aggression. Yeah. Drake Maverick is a genius. Yeah. Oh yeah, super entertaining. And I feel like. Guys who run with it like him, they're going to get really good elevation because they'll show management what their creativity is like and they might get other spots on the show. It makes the title mean more as well, definitely. It gives like, uh, yes. wrestlers a lot more of a creative outlet. Like They wouldn't typically be seen as a comedic wrestler, but the whole concept of the 24-7 rule and whoever the champion is trying to duck and dodge everyone to keep the title, it really adds another element of personality to people who are trying to chase it. And we're in a 24-7 news cycle um, in general in life now. Um, you need to try and keep people engaged all the time. Mm-hmm. This keeps people engaged. Like WWE's programming at the moment for their main roster is Monday and Tuesday. This keeps people engaged throughout the week because yeah. they said this title could show up on NXT. It could show up yeah. in the UK. It could be anywhere. 
Have an indie wrestler win it at some stage. Make it like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, little little Jimmy beat R Truth while he was asleep uh, <laughs> today. So, but he found him in the in the lobby and he won it back. So oh, R Truth's a two time two time champion. champion. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. Obviously, I was know, hoping Carmella would pin him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, I think if you don't take it too seriously, I know wrestling Twitter can take things too serious. If you have fun with it and go with it. I think we'll enjoy it. And think about the hardcore title. that they, uh, This is essentially the hardcore title without yeah. bin lids, right? Um, that made us... Like, when you think of people like Crash Holly, Steve Blackman, Hardcore Holly, the reason that we think of them fondly is because of the storylines they had involving the hardcore title. Yeah. Even guys like Big Show, when they weren't in the main title picture, had runs with that title. Mm, yeah. Stevie Richards is like, what, a 25-time champion or something like that? <laughs> One of Godfather's hoes, I think, had a run with yes, the title. Yes, that's right. Um, and, of course, AEW's on this weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, you got double or nothing. Um, some really big matches on there. Obviously, Puck isn't going to be there because of the uh, politics of a title, but... Was that because of the Dragon Gate title? Yeah, Dragon uh, Gate title and him, them not willing... Creative differences. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, you know, he might be off their shows for a while while he's champion because you know you can't really progress your own stories if he doesn't want to lose. Or- it's it's going to be always an issue, I guess, when you're being a major company, but you're also dealing with independent contractors from other organisations. Yeah. You're going to have issues occasionally. I mean, I I think that the Dragon Gate title gets more benefit for being seen on AEW's platform than what it does for Puck being undefeated. Yeah. So, how, how do they go? Hangman not going to have a match, oh, or is he going to have a surprise? Who, who, who's the surprise? It's like got to be big if it's surprise, yeah. if it's not Puck. It's got to be a big to uh, reward. What's John the fans. Moxley doing? I don't know. That's true. He might be showing up in New Japan. Um, do you know uh, trivia question? Do you know who the last person to pin Puck was? Oh, now, now because you brought it up, it's going to be someone silly. Don't say Enzo. It's Enzo. Oh. It's Enzo, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> you led me there. I didn't want to think that. Yeah, it's definitely Enzo. See, he should be running with that on Twitter, other than the other bullshit he does. If he knew anything about wrestling, well, yeah, probably. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Japan, best of super juniors. Yeah, so... Eagles update. He lost a match. Yeah, he, he lost, so I think he... That was Tyson. <laughs> if anyone's Damn it. wondering. So, yeah, he's um he's on four points at the minute uh, in his bracket. Some guys are on six points, you know, Osprey and uh, Taguchi and El Phantasmo. So. I'm, not, I'm not a, like, I don't get El Phantasmo in the, in the Bullet, Bullet Club. Club. Yeah, it's sort of Yeah, it's kind weird. of a weird mix there. Yeah, I think we spoke about it during the week. He, he'd fit we don't standing in the week. I heard from someone else he'd be look good standing beside Juice in that kind of comedic role, but yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, the only thing I've seen from him in the Bullet Club are him with uh, just photos at like the rallies and the um, press conferences, wearing a suit, having the Rev Pro uh, British Cruiserweight title over his shoulder, and just flipping off the camera guys. Yeah, so, so whatever works works. Yeah, um, and obviously you know Australian lean towards the Aussies. Uh, Robbie's doing really well. On the weekend, he's got a big match on Sunday night, Will Ospreay. Obviously, we're all going to be tuning into that. Absolutely, yeah. That's going to be a big day of wrestling. (laughs) That's when AEW's on. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to be single after the weekend, I think. (laughs) That's got nothing to do with the wrestling. I think that's a personality thing. 
potentially. <laughs> she does listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> um, New Japan have announced some more talent for Australia. Yeah, so Tanahashi is coming. That's uh, that's huge. That's huge for Australia. That, I don't think it gets any bigger. For I'm a big Tanahashi fan, so... Did Lyle mention you went to Japan? I've seen him wrestle live in Tokyo no. Dome. So... <laughs> I don't think anyone's brought that up. Thanks, Tyson. Like, I've always been a big fan of Tanahashi, but like like you said, seeing him live and in person at Wrestle Kingdom gave me a whole new appreciation for the stuff that he does. Like, being the age that he has, like, he's always been described as the John Cena of New Japan. And being able to wrestle arguably the best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega, at the main event of Wrestle Kingdom proves that even... Like, age is just a number. He can still hang with the best. He still looks young. He does. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and his his body is falling apart around. It him. is, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, he's he still finds way to have great matches. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. You know, so get your tickets for that. Yeah, definitely. WWE announced a house show tour as well for October. So that's the SmackDown roster, which yeah. means that they get all the Aussies out here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Smart. and I know I know it's in October. It's on the 21st in Sydney, so you can tack that on the end of your Coliseum trip. Well, we can't. We've already booked flights. No, no, I'm saying yeah, the listeners, not me. My <laughs> wife would kill me. So, um, and I saw Wrestle Rock just announced that Scarlett Bordeaux is going to be at the next show. Really looking forward to that, and obviously that's our uh, birthday celebration. Uh, yes, so uh, there's an event. There's, a drink? there's an event on she our. Buy me a drink. It's my birthday, not hers. <laughs> well, it could be hers. I don't know. I haven't checked. <laughs> we, I'll change her Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, birthday, same as Lyle's. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Lyle. so if you if you're gonna if you want to come along, we're gonna have pre-drinks before Wrestle Rock. What could go wrong? Nothing. Yeah, just you just got everything. He's gonna stop <laughs> drinking Wrestle Rocks on. Uh, who am I kidding? No, <laughs> drink more. No. So. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Wrestle Rock. This is just really to save down my drinks bill. I'm hoping someone will buy me a drink. Yeah, I'm just underage, so I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> How did you get in that Wrestle Rock show we wrestled then? What are you talking about? I wasn't there. That was Jet. That was Kaz. Accompanied by parent. Jet is of age. <laughs> me, who is not, is not. So, shows this weekend. Indie Girls is on in Perth on Friday and Saturday. Um, they've got Nicole Savoy, Soraya Knight, Mercedes Martinez... And Avery. Um, Avery's last matches in the country. They've also got, I think, Steph Delanders over there. Lena Cross it is stacked. Huge. If you're Huge. in Perth, you might want to go check that out. <laughs> uh, what else? There's a lot on this weekend. Riot City Wrestling have Wrestle Crash, Wrestle Clash 2 in Adelaide on Friday. I know Indy Hartwell's over for that, defending her last title that she's still got. Um, hopefully she keeps that because no Indy one wants to be around her if she loses it. <laughs> Uh, 25th on Saturday we've got PCW Ignition in Ferntree Gully last show before their big show Mayhem which I might go to see Royce Chambers do some flips Uh, APW's on in Frankston now they've got a raffle for you yes they do so um, the people at APW have been generous enough to hold a raffle and still give away some awesome prizes while at the same time donating all of their raffle proceeds towards my GoFundMe to help fund my surgery. So that's a really good um, thing that they're doing on their part. Um, Like I've loved working with APW for the last year and a half or however long it's been. Um, Jet and I somehow unbelievably are still their tag team champions. But um, the best tag team there. Yeah, seeing as like um, a company like APW are willing to stick their neck out for a 
just one of their one of their workers, let alone like not even a main event guy. Um, it's just really nice and really humbling to see them do something of that nature. And, and what's the first prize? Is that a lunch date with you? Or I something? I hope so. They get to drive you in appointment. They pay for my lunch, right? Uh, well, obviously. <laughs> Now, they've got a new venue as well, haven't they? Yes, they're like um, not too far out of their old Cranbourne venue. They're located in Frankston. Um, from what I've heard, the venue is quite nice. Um, it's not as big as the Cranbourne venue, which could be to their um, to their advantage, Definitely. I should look for the word. Because yeah. um, the indoor sports centre that um, APW ran out of was too much empty space and it kind of made it feel like the venue wasn't as full as so it should the be. Sound, the sound sound is... Yeah, the, the sound... Almost as the atmosphere is just yeah. brought down. Yeah, more yeah. of an enclosed venue is going to really pump the atmosphere up. Yep. So go to the show, buy some raffle tickets. Help, help me. Help a brother out. Mm. <laughs> uh, Adelaide Championship Wrestling's on as well. They've got Evolve 23. Um, they're going to need to think of a new name for their shows soon. Hmm. Evolve 24. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, EPW in Perth have a huge lineup for Collision Course. Huge, absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. Including former NXT and current New Japan star Mikey Nichols. And any chance you get to see Mikey, you should probably take. Him and Dan still are going to beat the shit out of each other. Wrestling goes on in Sydney. Um, always a good crowd at Wrestle Go, Wrestling Go. And $15 tickets, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Newey Pro have a Hoose Party. And the show's called Duck Duck Hoose. <laughs> uh, things apparently get pretty crazy on these shows, so check it out. I know that um, GPW's on as well. Yep. And you're going to Tassie. Correct. Yeah, so Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. That's the one. Yep. So there's Jaded. Sh- there was not much on last weekend, but there is a shit ton on this weekend. So mm-hmm. go, go support your local show. It's a good thing. Very good thing. If you've got an idea for a podcast, go to my podcast house uh, or the On The Turnbuckle Facebook pages and we can help you get your show on the air. I think there's a couple of our listeners who are close to having a show on air, so please uh, advertise us and we'll advertise you. <laughs> Quid pro quo or whatever the, the term is. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I've, run out, I've run out of words. <laughs> I hope this can be a regular thing. I hope Tony never comes back. Well, so do we. Well, so do a lot of, <laughs> yeah. so do a lot of the reviewers of the podcast. Well, if you want Tony to have a good guess, he can always invite me back if he wants to. There you go. Quant, quant, was it quality over quantity, right? Yep. Yep. You could be sixth. Well, we so. can have Tony as the guest. No. Well, you don't want to do that. He's already suggested that several times. <laughs> <laughs> if we had production meetings, it wouldn't get past production meetings. Does that mean he gets to ask himself questions as co-host as well as... Tony does a number of podcasts by himself. <laughs> so, Tony, what I think he just does ask himself questions. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, next week, who have we got next week? Who have we got next week? I think we've got Richard South next week. There we go. Ricky South. Looking forward to that. We've Richard. already recorded it. Richard. So, I can guarantee it's a good interview because <laughs> Tony's not involved. It says on the run sheet you guys are interviewing Jack Bonza. Who did that run sheet? That's on the back, so it's all right. Doesn't count. You're not going to flip it over. We've already rookie co-host over here. Whoops! That's next week's run sheet. That's all you're going to talk about. (laughs) We've already interviewed Jack Bonza. He was fantastic. Go back and listen. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs)